The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. Kick something. Oi, and happy holidays, Johnny. Yes, over to you as well. Yes. Merry, yeah, because we're both Christmas. Merry so. friggin' Christmas. There we go. I don't there care who go. doesn't like it. No war on Christmas here, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a that was definitely a staple. A staple of modern rock Christmas, I yeah. think. That, uh, that, of course, was No Doubt. Uh, covering, uh, they actually, No Doubt did their version in 97. That was a cover of a... Uh, 
song by another L.A. band, The Vandals, mm-hmm. uh, they released in 1996. And uh, no doubt took it to places that obviously The Vandals weren't, right. weren't able right. to say it. Right. And yeah, <laughs> it has become a Christmas staple. Fun little tune, fun yeah. little video. I would note out that uh, Gwen Stefani's hindquarters were in exceptional form that oh. day. Yeah, Gwen, Gwen, was in, Gwen was in exceptional form just in general back then. Unique. I mean, I got to say. Definitely a unique individual. You know, I, yeah. was, I was never a huge fan of No Doubt, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I've come to respect them and their accomplishments right. and what they did back in the day. I mean, they were far more like a ska punk mm-hmm. fringe band back then coming up in the L.A. underground. Yep. And, After uh, Tragic Kingdom, their most successful album by yeah. far was also really their swan song because they just sold out so bad. Oh, yeah. Well, the, 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 the album was a monster. I think oh, it yeah. sold something like 12 million copies or something like that. It was in, in my uh, 90s rotation constantly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I remember them, you know, in the early days, you know, in the, uh, the ska punk underground in L.A., mm-hmm. you know, running with, you know, guys like Bradley Knoll. And, uh, and you know, they had a shit ton of respect, indie cred. Right. Um, and yeah, they blew up. They absolutely blew up. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Mm. And uh, and yeah, they became iconic. And unfortunately, when you become iconic, you can't you can't maintain that fringe credibility right. that you once had. But uh, but yeah, songs like "Oi to the World" bring us back to those days. Mm-hmm. And and speaking of, <laughs> uh, based on our, uh, our our pre-show pre-show conversations, I think Christmas has come a little early this year for Johnny Teflon, folks. Well, you this can one, say th- th- that. This one came in a package wrapped in a nice uh, <laughs> celebratory Christmas bow. It's to swimming with bow-legged women. And uh, I'm just going to get out of the way on this one. I'm going to step back <laughs> and well, let you have at it, John. Well, I tell you what, there, there, there will definitely be a place for you in this conversation. Because, look, I'm not looking to take a victory lap. That's okay. not how I am. All right. Lies. Oh, lies! <laughs> And um, I'm a big fan of the expression, never look down on anybody unless you're extending a hand to help them up. There you go. I'm also a big fan of the saying, fuck every Cuomo <laughs> out there. So that being said... I think that's, on, that's, that's a bumper sticker on yeah. your car, isn't it? There's, right? a, there's, uh, there's a, you know, as I entitled one of our previous episodes, uh, Cuomo is Italian for Cosby. Yeah. And Ouch. a tiny little news story, you might have missed it, that's mm. been making the rounds, yeah, yeah. is uh, CNN uh, parting ways with one Chris Cuomo. I believe I might have heard about that. Right. Yeah. So uh, apparently... And rather quickly, too, I might add. Well, yeah. Well, at I the mean, 11th hour, once they realized there was no turning no back. No resuscitation. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, I, I seem to recall seeing, you know, CNN suspense Chris Cuomo. And then five minutes later, you yeah. know, CNN cutting all ties with Chris Cuomo, and to this burning day, the evidence. I mean, nobody <laughs> has ever walked back from an indefinite suspension. Yeah. So why don't we just say fired? And yeah. You know, yeah. that's a story for another day. But here's, here's the skinny folks. In, right. in case you've been you know, living on a space station somewhere, <laughs> uh, Chris Cuomo got himself in some trouble because he was doing some behind-the-scenes work to kind of sculpt the narrative of his brother's uh, sexual harassment um, debacle yeah. and that, that forced him out of office. What was it, 40 women that came yeah. out? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So Chris Cuomo was behind the scenes using his influence and his access to mass media to kind of mm. dig mm. up some dirt on some of these individuals, right. which probably you know didn't make life too easy on them. Yeah. And the thing was, he was confronted about this and gave a wholehearted, no, absolutely not, you know. Yeah. And that was that until it wasn't 
And yeah, like we said, the uh, these things started to come to light. So CNN initially didn't want to bail on one of their their cash cows. Seriously. So they were kind of defending him and standing by it. And you know, initially, I I think a lot of people looked at it as, well, damn, it's his brother. Why wouldn't he, you know, do whatever he possibly can to help him out? Right. Until you take into account the damage that he did to these women whose only crime was coming forward and, you know, reporting a crime. Right. So then the public opinion started to shift, and yeah. then whatever it really was at the end of the day that CNN bigwigs saw and said, yeah, we, we really can't keep doing this. <laughs> We're going to need you to, to just go, go away. away. <laughs> go away quickly. So then that's when it gets interesting. Yeah. Because immediately afterwards, um, their resident Humpty Dumpty, known as uh, Brad Stelter, whose <laughs> ratings are about five people and maybe his mom. Is it that many? Yeah. yeah. He comes out as the voice of CNN saying, <laughs> well, he was very difficult to work with. And, you know, you, 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 you simply just can't abide these things that he was doing. Here and blah, 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 blah. Right. Oh, here's yeah. the spin. Yeah. So now he's out on, you know, Fringe Island with the Island of Misfit Toys, and nobody wants anything to do with him. Didn't he get tagged with a, a sexual harassment claim going out the door, too? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's kind of, that's going to disappear, because, you know what, it's, it, the carcass is dead, and they only want fresh meat. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, 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 just the timing of it kind of felt like they threw that in for good measure. And, oh, yeah. by the way, did we, did we mention that he did this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, in case you were the, thinking of, you know, having a career after this. Yeah. <laughs> Strap this on. Kiss of death right there. Yeah. But as I'm watching this unfold, and and like you said in the lead in, you figured I would be just euphoric over this. Uh, You know, these people work so hard, all of these journalists on on every news station, they work so hard to get where they're at and to see them fall on their face because of either their own hubris or just criminal activity or listening, as we'll get to in about five seconds, Listening to the advice of others who prop them up yeah. unrealistically, yeah. it's not a thing to celebrate because it, it eats away at the integrity of mass media in general. Well, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, that was, that was really the conclusion I came to when, you know, and, and, and again, it could be spin control, but all the dirt started coming out. Oh, yeah. Snowball. It was like, this is just inf- unfortunate. It really yeah. is. So it, it snowballed, and of course, like snowmen complaining about the cold, <laughs> here's CNN trying to prop themselves up as, you know, the, uh, the, the righteous right. Yeah, look, we're doing the right thing. Right. But I, I thought a little bit further about it. Here, here's where the waters get a little muddier. All right. We're seeing a phenomenon these days amongst, uh, let's, let's call them the big three, right. Fox, MSNBC, and of course, CNN, yeah. where they introduce... Like I said, somebody who's qualified from a journalistic or reporting type background, you see them start to appear on their shows, uh, and they appear as pundits on the different programs that that station puts forth. And inevitably, it seems like these people will come out with a, say, bombastic statement, Okay, something so outlandish, specifically to pop the collars and raise the ires of people watching, and either launch themselves into a new stratosphere of celebrity right. or vilify the shit out of them right. <laughs> and get discarded onto the trash heap of, of news history. Yeah, I think they call that blowback, don't they? Right, and yeah. I'm, I'm taking to the phrase, and i got to put this on the Urban Dictionary, kamikaze pundits. There we go. Because, look, all of these, quote-unquote, journalists, they take their marching orders from program directors and studio heads and owners of these stations, the Murdochs and the Zuckermans, and 
they just don't come up with this on their own. Now, as a counterpoint, because riffs and rants is about riffs and rants and Absolutely. fairness. Absolutely. Fox recently had a young lady named Laura Logan, yep. who is a South African journalist, former war correspondent, very well thought of and respected. She joined Fox News a couple of years ago, and she has now appeared, just like I said, as a pundit on all their various programs. Yep. And she had her own program called Lara Logan, uh, No Agenda, right. or Has No Agenda. Okay, okay, so fine. And she's sitting down interviewing a lot of these um, you know, Middle Eastern strong men and whatnot. So apparently she's got street cred. Right. So she appears on the episode of The Five, okay? And they're talking about, of course, Dr. Fauci and how he's just, you know, you're a smug, unhappy little man, and you treat people like they were idiots. <laughs> the worst thing since whatever. Right. Um, and she comes out with the comparison of Dr. Fauci is as evil as Dr. Joseph Mengele. Yeah. Renowned Nazi scientist and basically worst person ever put on the planet. Bit of a reach. Bit of a reach. The immediate blowback uh, ensues from not just the Jewish committee, but the Holocaust Museum yep. and every rational person out there, yep. Yep. myself included, because as I'm watching this live, I'm like, oh, shit, she did not just say that, yeah. right? Yeah. Almost like fodder for a segment we do called How Could They Not Have Known? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost parody. It right. really is. So now six days into this, past this statement, she's nowhere to be found. She has not yeah. appeared on Fox since then, so they're scrambling for damage control. But again... It's like I just described. Somebody gave her the marching orders. Yep. She had to say before they went live on air, look, this is, this is my jam. This is what I'm going to hit it with at the end. Right. And somebody looked down and said, all right, give it a shot, kid. Yeah. Went down in flames. And now her career, I mean, she could bounce back and reappear. Or, but there's been nothing. There's been no apology. Yeah. There's been no walking back of the statement. Yeah. So well, she you, could very well be done. Yeah, you nailed it with, you know, this belongs in a segment of how could you have not known. Mm -hmm. That statement was so beyond the pale. That was so right. outrageous. It's ridiculous. It's uneducated. And it's, it's, it's outright insulting. Yeah. To people that are still alive that went through the Holocaust, yeah. you who, know? Who approved that? Who right. read that copy and said, yeah, go for it, kid. Right. And yeah, put that. them in the stocks for a public flogging, there you know? You yeah. Stop throwing us the, the, the peanuts, the puppets that are using your words. I want to meet with the one that's writing this stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you know, you could also say, well, perhaps, you know, like, like a Rachel Maddow would fall into the same category because she... Like Slim Pickens riding the bomb in Doctor Strangelove, <laughs> she was so hooked on the Trump Russia collusion. Yeah, and when it turned out to be a nothing burger, her viewership suffered. They oh, just yeah. fell off because it's like, ugh. Well, do you remember her from Air America? Uh, no, going no, this is going way way back. And Air America was, of course, you know the the, the left uh, effort to respond to, you know, right wing bombast, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And back then, she was. A fairly low-key but respected journalist. Right, right. And if you look at her progression from that to where she is now, mm -hmm. it's like who who created this monster? Exactly. You know who fed this beast? Was it us or was it their handlers? It's a you good know? question to ask, and I'd love to hear an answer. And really she kind of also fits into a secondary column because another thing we're seeing right now are the. The real news people that have, you know, decades worth of a career, yeah. and granted, none of these individuals I'm going to cite are, are angels, <laughs> but <laughs> we just had the, the sudden um, resignation of Brian Williams from MSNBC. Yeah. Let's throw in formerly disgraced news anchor <laughs> Brian mm -hmm. Williams, but has spent his entire career basically with the NBC organization. Right. He has his last show on MSNBC with a weird cryptic... 
I'll show myself out as his last line on the air. Kind of Which curious. is just kind of weird, yeah, you know? Like, like the hell did that so come long from? and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. <laughs> so you got him changing and uh, going to, you know, God knows what. No, no plans have been announced. Yep. You've also got the aforementioned Rachel Maddow. She's leaving MSNBC to do something else. Right. And even on the Fox side, you've got Chris Wallace announcing yesterday he's leaving now to pursue other interests. Yeah. Now, he's not really a, a young, spry chicken. He's a little long in the tooth, so I don't know where he's going to leave to go pursue something new. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's like even the old guard is, is leaving because maybe they see it's really not about news anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, you step back and look at big picture... You know, particularly with the big three, as you labeled them, mm-hmm. it seems like the whole thing has evolved into parody. Yeah, you know, it's like where where do we go from here? And really, if you say the most outlandish shit with a serious face, it could pass as news. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's a, it's a strange phenomenon. And I, I, you know, without sounding paranoid, I think you may have a might have an interesting point in that there's some bizarre agenda at work here. Yeah, and uh, and it's gone wrong. And and the way they're they're churning and burning because you know there's it, it let's use Fox as an example you know even as a conservative look there's a lot of laughable shit they they pass off as programming on Fox yeah and like I had said to you at another juncture yeah you know, if, if you're a female with blonde hair and blue eyes on Fox you're ridiculous yeah um, Harris Faulkner is 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 one of their daytime anchors uh, African American woman who just won a big award yeah uh, for her journalism efforts. She's a straight shooter. Brett Baer, their main anchor, straight shooter. But a lot of them, they're they're like cartoon characters, you know? And I just, like I said, just to be honest, I mean, we all know I lean towards the right, but you got to call it like you see it. I mean, (laughs) if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's, maybe this is just the latest phase to to get ratings, you know, because that's the bottom line. Sell the ad space. Clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Clickbait, exactly. Yeah, it, it's 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 strange the places this has gone, and it does definitely make you wonder where it's going to go next. Yep, uh, I'm, I I don't see the road. You <laughs> know, I just I don't see the road. Yeah, I mean, in, in some nation, like I said, these networks are telling these pundits keep your foot on the gas pedal, and when a car goes over the cliffs, <laughs> like that old Toons is the driving cat skit on SNL. <laughs> Then it's just like, well, you're on your own. Call yeah. out of the ditch. Yeah, thank you, you for know. playing. Right, We're thanks for coming now. out, kid. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I'm not saying we got we got dour again, and this Ooh. was supposed to be our Christmas episode. Where's the good cheer here? Well, we're gonna start it right now, buddy. Let's along with it. along with heavy sarcasm. <laughs> do you know what show you're listening to, folks? Right. Well, how about the middle gem? What do you got for us, oh, Michael? Oh, we got vintage here. We is got it vintage. Festive? This is this is a match made in music heaven. Nice. I gotta say, uh, this is BB uh, King Ooh. and John Popper. Nice, a doing, Jersey boy. Yeah, doing a <laughs> doing an absolute classic called Backdoor Santa. Outstanding. Looking forward to it. Stay with us, folks. In a couple minutes, we'll be back with some more things and holidays.
topper. A, you can't top that. That's you just, can't. That's and you're right. That's a match made in musical heaven. Yeah, you know. I'm sorry to say I wasn't that familiar with that song uh, when you suggested it pre-show mm-hmm. when we were talking about gems. But again, man, BB King and John Popper together. Right. Yeah, and know. it's one of those rare Christmas songs, which you know, if you're gonna throw out comparisons, uh, the Kinks, Father Christmas, yep. or Tom yep. Petty, it's Christmas time all over again. Absolutely, it's a rare rocking Christmas tune. That you're like, yeah. yeah, man, I'm tired of hearing the same old shit. You know, yep. Yep. mix it up a little. Yeah, and credit where credit is due, that was a cover of a Clarence Carter song from 1968. Uh, that Clarence goes back Carter. Years. Yes, yes. <laughs> and just, you know, as a nod to what a quality tune it was, that's been covered by pretty much everybody. No kidding. Uh, yeah, Bon Jovi did a version. The Black Crows yep. did a version. Yep. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. But again, like I said... B.B. King and John Popper is an inspired pairing. Mm. You're not going to get much better than that. You Agreed. really aren't, you know. And I hope and the I, crowd at I, home enjoyed it. And I, and I got to say, it uh, put me in a Christmas spirit. Nice. You know, and I'm, 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 you know, a little cynical when it comes to this kind of stuff. but Well, I'm about to know, throw that down the chimney. I was going to say, <laughs> that and a few drinks, and look out, <laughs> here we go. Because consider this, folks, the de facto uh, Rips and Rants office Christmas party. Yes. Welcome to the party, pal. Where we get to say what's really on our minds. Oh God! Oof. So yeah. that being said, couple of couple of vodka shooters and uh... a couple. I don't even know how many little <laughs> nips of flavored vodka we went to tonight. One or two, well, One along with two. every energy drink under the sun. <laughs> Oof! You had what? Two five hours in a space of three? Two and a half. <laughs> oh, two and a half. Man. Yeah, yeah. Tempered with vodka, like you said, you know, and, and yeah, the energy drinks were good. Uh, we got to get some sponsorship going on. Seriously, because we're, we're keeping them in business. I'm telling you. I'm ordering this shit by the case off of Amazon. <laughs> if I don't have an energy drink in my hand, I'm asleep. I'm it's it's boiled down to that. I know. I know. All right. Crazy. So, notwithstanding. What do you got, Johnny? Well, as our subtopic, seeing as though it's that most wonderful time of the year. All right. By the way, actually, this could be one of my entries in this next thing. Um, <laughs> Oh, I just have to ask this question because you're you're same age as me. Maybe you yeah. had this thought. Uh-oh. You're familiar with the song uh, "The Most Wonderful Time of the Year." I am normally sung by Andy Williams. That's this the most true. popular version. Yep, yep. Um, there's a line in there. Let me see if I can get it verbatim. Um, there'll be something and something, and and they mention telling scary ghost stories. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and uh, scary ghost stories and. Something of something Christmas of is long ago, Tales of Splendor, whatever. My question is is very simply this. Okay. Who the fuck tells ghost stories at Christmas? <laughs> you know, that that needed to be called out. That I'm really just saying. Did. I agree with you. And I, I, I really and I put some thought into that. this. I, I heard that somewhere just recently, and I was like, what kind what? of bullshit is that? Right. Are you sitting around a fire with a flashlight under your chin? Yeah. Have you ever done that? No. Like by the Christmas tree? No. No. Christmas is not a time for ghosts. That's fucking ridiculous. Bullshit song. I agree completely. They should get it canceled. I think he should. I'm going to start a petition. Let's All do right. it. Let's harumph. do it. I didn't get a harumph <laughs> out of that guy. All right. So our subtopic tonight. Oh, boy. Oh, we're tearing it down. Yeah. Uh, it's called It's a Controversial Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. I came up with a couple items yeah, yeah. that, let me put my, my spectacles on now. This is where Michael Shumley starts drinking heavily, folks. Oh, boy. And, and, and for the record, folks, he wanted no part of this. <laughs> but we're dragging him down anyway. Dragging him back in. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, here's a, a couple things, uh, two or three things. Uh, like three Christmas things or characters you will never see 
in our lifetime. And I and I do have to asterisk this shit and okay. qualify it by saying these are valid points. When you pitch me on this at the at the, at the pre-show discussion, I was not in disagreement with you about this stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, I question the wisdom of saying it on the air. Sure. Yes. It's like Roundhouse kicking a baby. <laughs> didn't see that coming. Yeah, because sometimes the baby's asking for it. Yeah. What if the baby's branching a knife? All right. What are you going to do, okay? All right. All so right. it's like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that is my Round most far-reaching metaphor baby. ever. Right. <laughs> oh, okay, so number one. Yes. Uh, again, things that you will never see in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. A black Scrooge. <laughs> Whoa. And we live in an age where there's uh, a black Annie, a yeah. black Batman, a black yeah. James Bond. Yes. Uh, no Scrooge. This is true. No Scrooge. This is Why true. is, uh, as, as a white man, yes. in case the audience didn't know, uh, I'm a white man. Um, <laughs> why is it Scrooge is always a middle-aged or older white male, not that you successful don't, in his own way? Not that you don't have a point. <laughs> No, let's run it all down. Let's start with, with Alistair Sim from like the 1940s version. Okay. You had George C. Scott. You had Patrick Stewart. You even yep. had Bill Murray playing it in, in the movie Scrooge. Yep. On and on and on. I mean, fuck, the closest they ever came to a, 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 a black Scrooge was whatever Muppet played him in a Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol. Message! Which I think, again, was a white man. It wasn't even a friggin' Muppet. Michael Caine, it wasn't. It wasn't a Muppet. It was no, Michael Caine, it was. another white it man. It was. Well, I am it's furious. Kind of like how careful you have to be with with picking villains in James Bond films. Yes, you know you got to you know who's who's on the outs. You know this right, year right. who can we who can we make a bad guy? But uh, no, I think you have a valid point. It's there. It's yeah. there. In, in in pardon the pun, black and white. But yeah. it's always a successful <laughs> white man who perhaps is a little tight with the purse strings. We yeah, get it. Yeah. We get it. How about a Fresca? Oh. Ah. But really. I mean, in this this age of, of of understanding and wokeness. Well, if you're calling bullshit on him, Johnny, I'm with you. I'm a big right. fan of calling bullshit, and I do uh, on this one. I, I'm calling bullshit. You might have a point. You All might right. have a point. Well, it only gets more eye opening from here, sir. And here we go. We will never see in our lifetime. Yes. Another Christmas movie or or commercial using little people <laughs> as elves. Jesus. I struggled with that. Again, but again, I, I, I need I, to be clear because they can CGI anything. Midgets, I, yeah. you're not going to see midgets as elves. I can't disagree. Ever again. I can't disagree. I think you're right. I, I I do think you're right. Now, really, between the occasional remake of Wizard of Oz, yeah, um, midget pro wrestling, and Christmas shows, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of work for little people. This is true until Peter Dinklage came along and was like blowing up the set of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but yeah. still that that's one role. Another one we can contribute or attribute contribute? Yeah. Attribute? A attribute tribute. to wokeness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank exactly. you, wokeness. Right. Yeah. Now if I'm a little person, I don't want people calling me elf. He's an angry elf. For thinking that the only work I could do is elf. They're yes. the same as everybody else. But uh-huh. I'm just saying yep. it used to be the go to to find a small person of stature to play a small person of stature. Agreed. But now they just CGI him. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Bob Newhart isn't two inches tall, and he was like pretty much that big an elf. So You're probably right. That whole thing. Yeah. Dudley Moore was a, a person of regular height, not necessarily height challenge. Mm. He played an elf. 
Did he? Yeah, but what I think what? it only worked because John Lithgow was was in was that much too, taller. And he was much taller. He's a tall dude. Tall dude. He scary is. dude. Too. Yeah, very, very much scary. so. Very much so. All right, so that's that. And then uh, you know, here's one that everybody can can agree with. Okay, uh, Jew and Gentile alike. Yes. There has never been, and I'm thinking at this point there never will be, a decent, respectable Hanukkah movie. What's the problem wow. with that? Wow. And no, I'm not saying anything Seth Rogen does. Put that <laughs> shit to bed, that, that piece of shit stoner. I'm talking a, a, a movie. Hell, you could be serious about it. You yeah. could be you know joyful and, and, yeah. and glib about it. Yeah. But I want to see, as a Christian, yeah. a respectable movie about Hanukkah, if for no other reason, so they could explain it so I can understand it. Yeah. Well, you know, on behalf of piece of shit stoners, I, f- I almost <laughs> well, feel the need... Well, present company excluded, of course. Of course. of course, but I almost feel the need to, <laughs> to defend Seth Rogen. <laughs> almost. He can probably defend himself without my help, but still. <laughs> you know, in, in, in all this talk, uh, and again, shooters and, and vodka and whatnot... Um, <laughs> Do you think we'll ever see an Asian Grinch? Bit of a stretch. I, you know what? I would say yes. Yeah. And I say you could probably do anything you want with the Grinch. Yeah. Because he started as A, a cartoon. True. And B, he's green. He is. And bears no really there's discernible... There's no reference there. Right. There's, there's nothing there's, indicative yeah. of, but... So he could be anything. Yeah. You know, but, you know, in, in a nod to parody and absurdity. Right. That just pisses me off even more because, again, it's Scrooge. <laughs> We are so getting the short end of the stick on this. Damn it. Yeah. I don't know where we go from there. How I mean, is this I, even allowed to happen? I'm not sure. Evil is allowed to exist when good men simply do nothing. That is how it works. We it need to boycott. So, I, don't, I don't know where to start with that. Somebody write in or call in. How do I boycott or start a march? I mean, I don't know how to protest because I work for a living, but oh please fill me in. Yeah. 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 We're going to hear from the kid in Iowa on this one, I'm quite sure. Oh, screw what, it, everybody. What, what else you got? <laughs> well, th- and, those are, you know, the, the low-hanging fruit okay, ones. Okay, um, Now, inevitably, we could turn the focus onto, you know, classic Christmas stories Aye. that could be redone with the whole stuff going in many different directions. For yep. instance, yep. really, if they were to do another version of the timeless classic with the puppets, yes. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. A favorite. My God, where do we start? How about <laughs> Hermie, right? Yeah. Who is really, if you look at him, he looks different than all the other elves. We're talking about our boy from the Island of Misfit Toys, though, aren't we? Well, that's where he winds up. Ah, but initially, okay. he's like, I want to be a dentist ah, yeah, with his little yeah, yeah, lisp. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so adorable. Right. Um, boy lovers. But he also doesn't have pointed ears. If you notice and you watch it again, all the other elves have pointed ears. This and there's true. a conspiracy theory out there. But was he an elf? We don't know. This is true. Maybe he just wound up there like by accident. <laughs> but he's definitely got a connection to the LGBTQ community, which I'm sure if they were to redo that, oh my that would be the, the center of focus. Um, this perhaps, is where we're going. Right. Oh, yeah, we're doing it, man. It's the office Christmas party. Perhaps God. Rudolph uh, in, the, in the remake would turn an eye towards Clarice, but also be looking at Blitzen. Because he's think? clearly going to be bisexual in the remake, because uh, that's a thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, they're, they're going to put the one heterosexual puppet on the island of Misfit Toys, okay, and everything else is just going to be nuts. Yeah. Um, okay, you've got a skinny Santa in that one as, as well, I yep. believe, and he's got to yep. fatten up for the holidays. Uh, that's body shaming. So, yeah. 
They call this re-imaging, right? Re-imaging, yeah. 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 And it is body shaming. Well, why can't Santa be skinny? Why does Santa have to be fat? Do they know how unhealthy that is? What happens when Santa loses a foot to diabetes? <laughs> Who's going to drive the sleigh then? Is it Mrs. Claus? <laughs> Who clearly is on laud number something. What does Mrs. Claus do? This is a year of frustration right. coming out. She folks. doesn't run the household. <laughs> She's got a legion of, 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 of elves you In know, real running time. that. What does she do? In she real time. Eat bonbons and watch TV all These day? These are questions that should be answered at some point. Let's keep going, In shall we? Yukon oh, no. Cornelius. <laughs> What is he? What kind of BDSM crap is he into? Yeah. Right with his little pickaxe and yeah, whipping the dogs and shit. <laughs> okay, so let's get Peter involved. Yukon Cornelius, you're out. You are canceled. Uh, let's get keep going. The oh. Bumble Bumble's bounce. They do, do they? Do, do they bounce now? Oh, what's the rumor? Clearly, Bumble is on the autism spectrum. He's you got think? a speech impediment. He's the only character that doesn't talk in the, in the whole movie. Right. Okay. Right. Redo him. <laughs> you owe it to him. They took the bastard's teeth out so he couldn't uh, eat and, 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 and live his life the way he's, he's supposed to. I can't believe I'm about to ask, but <laughs> where do we go with the bumble? Well, give him his teeth back, number one. Okay. Okay. Give yeah. him a couple lines. Let him talk and interact. Okay. <laughs> okay. Show him that he's have to eat lunch by himself amongst all the other creatures there. Yeah. Because then our, our last and final step is <laughs> the island of misfit toys itself. <laughs> What the shit is going on there? Okay. Who goes there? Now, I'm going to give King Moonracer, the, the lion, who's clearly bogarted the whole thing of Atlan from the Lion of Witch in the Wardrobe. Right, right. Keep him on his throne as a puppet government. Fine. Okay. 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 But his second in command, that fucking Charlie in the box, yeah. what is that shit? Who goes there? Uh, Talk about an uptight Mater D. Indeed. He comes shooting out of the box when you come walking by. What do you want here? <laughs> Who goes there? Seriously, and then he's got to run down for the new arrivals all the deficiencies. Talk about not like giving these things a, a chance at a happy <laughs> life. Look at you. You're a gun that squirts jelly. And then they got the little a, a dolly named Sue. Nobody wants that. I Here's mean, where we take down Christmas, folks. Oh, it's horrible. So I would say, as revenge for Scrooge always being white. <laughs> Not having any more little people as elves. Yes. And not having a decent movie about Hanukkah. Yes. Let's go after Rudolph's Merry Christmas. Let's just, <laughs> just, just take no. it all apart. We're going to go apart. after Rudolph? Yes. You got something for Rudolph? No, well, the only way to do it justice is to get rid of the puppets. Okay. I want live action. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do it! And it's got to be uh, uh, characters that, that fit the mold. Okay. Okay. Right. So how about Alec Baldwin as, as Rudolph? Oh, dear Okay, because clearly there's a lot of confusion there and a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> Stay with me, Michael. Stay with me. Uh, let's see. Yukon Cornelius. Well, your friend Seth uh, Rogen could play Yukon Cornelius. He but could. It, it doesn't matter because he he's getting canceled anyway. It would seem. Uh, gee, where's the bumble? Wow, that could be uh, Chris Cuomo. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it, the whole thing's a story for another day, but they need to redo it, tear it down, cancel it. Whatever, because uh, there's just way too much dysfunction. Didn't there. see this coming when you tuned into Big Boom Radio today, did you, folks? Well, there it didn't is, folks. See it coming. It's the office Christmas party. Now let's go back to uplifting, <laughs> as if that's possible. This is the culmination of a year <laughs> of really weird shit. Just uh, you know, that's where we're at right yeah, now. If folks. I was to like bite into a, a plastic glass right now, you could probably get the venom yeah. out of me and I yeah. could use it as a cure for Well, you something. know, in all honesty, just recently <laughs> I was reading the Boston Globe as I do from time to time and there was a, a column uh, about, you know, how negative this particular Christmas is and whatnot. <laughs> so 
This is a, obviously our, our effort to take the piss out of that sentiment. Yes. You know? Because, yeah, that, that kind of shit, no. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that. Yeah. I but really truth be told, I do love me some, all of those little puppet Christmas <laughs> things. Uh, even the lesser known ones like Nestor, the long-eared donkey. Yes. Where he, his mother dies shielding him from a winter storm. That's how I learned about death as a kid, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mom wow. was in the kitchen having coffee with the neighbor ladies, cackling about God knows what. Dear God. Me and really? my sister are watching this Christmas special, and yep. we're like, oh, this must be like all the other ones we've always seen. You know, <laughs> oh, look at this donkey. <laughs> and this donkey gets his, gets abused physically and mentally by the, the stable keepers, <laughs> and then he gets kicked out into the snow, so the mother goes out in the snow with him, yep. and a, a giant hurricane, or not hurricane, a blizzard ensues, and she literally wraps herself around him to shield him from the elements, he wakes up the next day in a cocoon of his dead mother's body. Yeah. Merry freaking Christmas. God damn it, Johnny. I do declare you have a point. <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> and by the way, anybody that's listening to this and gets upset by it, <laughs> fuck you. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Right. Right. <laughs> Loosen well, up. We were saving that Jesus. for the New Year's episode. Yes, right. but we do have a gem. We do. I think that is just so apropos we do. of what we've just been discussing and uh, and the whole intention behind it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, pretty much taking the piss out of everything. And after this year, everything needs to have the piss taken out of it. Completely. It really does. Completely. So we're going to cap this off with a song that just expresses our sentiments <laughs> to a T. There's only one band that could possibly do that. And well, at that least is, here in the Northeast. That is the Dropkick Murphys, folks. Yep. And we're going to roll with this right now. This is a, uh, a holiday, holiday <laughs> song from the Dropkick Murphys. The season is upon us. That's right. So stick a candy cane in your mouth or some other orifice. <laughs> and we'll be back in a couple more minutes to wrap <laughs> things up. Upon us, it's that time of year. Brandy and eggnog, there's plenty of cheer. There's lights on the trees and there's wreaths to be hung. There's mischief and mayhem and songs to be sung. There's bells and there's holly, the kids are gung ho. True love finds a kiss beneath fresh mistletoe. Some families are messed up while others are fine. If you think yours is crazy, well, you should see mine. My sisters are whack jobs, I wish I had none. Their husbands are losers, and so are their sons. Rap box full of shit He likes to pelt carolers With icy snowballs I like to take them out back And deck them more than the halls With family like this I would have to confess I'd be better off Lonely, distraught and depressed The season's upon us It's that time of year Brandy and eggnog There's plenty of cheer There's lights on the trees and there's Mischief and 
Truthful. Tasty. Truthful. Leave it to the dropkick Murphys <laughs> to put it all in perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank I you. mean, we could have gone the grandma got run over by a reindeer round, which is yeah. really hacky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Whatever other funny. Oh, like we could have gone the full of shit route. But yeah. No. Yeah. No. This is this is Big Boom Radio. This is Riffs and Rants. Right. And uh, of course, like I said, that was the dropkick Murphys from Sign Sealed in Blood, uh, <laughs> which came out came out in January. <laughs> Of 2013 and is just timeless. All right. You know, that was Southie Christmas, folks, right there. Yeah, true. And, and, you know, pretty much wraps, wraps it up as far as I'm concerned, yeah. you know, with the, the whole Christmas thing, if you will. Right, because he, here we are, you know, it's, it's Christmas time, and look, in the interest of, of total transparency, um, I love Christmas. Yeah, I do. I know you do too, Michael. We're we're traditional people. There's a lot to love. I'll concede that. And if anything, our venom comes from a place of sadness, like most great comedy. That's right. I said that was great. (laughs) Um, Because we we lament the the state of things. And hopefully, we're on the cusp of a new year. Yep. Hopefully, please. Well, that shit's got to get better. That's, you know, that (laughs) that really is the gift, for lack of a better term, uh, of this time of the year is, is you're wrapping it up and. You know, going into the new year, your hopes are high, you know, mm-hmm. expectations are high, and it's like this is this is going to be a better year. Yeah, you know, well, let's and, hope uh, so because yeah, most likely it will be. Yeah. Now, in terms of big boom radio, yes, we've uh, we're going to be tweaking some things, but first and foremost, we're going to take a little time off, yes. a little dare I say, well deserved time off. Yeah. Take a step back, get some perspective. Right, because realistically, folks, uh, we're a staff of two here, really. <laughs> And to put out a weekly episodic show an hour in length, yeah. you know, it's a lot of work. And I'm not bitching and moaning. I'm just saying it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And uh, we need a break because we do have other lives and family and whatnot to attend to. So we're going to be taking a little time off over the New Year's Eve uh, and New Year's Day holidays. Um, but I would uh, expect us to be back sometime in mid to late January. Yeah. 
And you know, in all honesty, if you can, if, if you have the ability to do so, after this last year and all the just insane shit that went down, if you can take a moment, take a step back, do it. Yeah. Do it. You totally. know, every, everybody could use a shot of perspective. Yep. I mean, as far as 2021 is concerned, we got through it. Mm-hmm. You know, we got through it. And, uh, and yeah, you know, high expectations for 2022. But in the meantime, yeah, take a step back, heal up, you yeah. know, get yourself right. And, uh, and yeah, let's go into 2022 with a, with a you know, a perspective that's, that's solid and positive. And, uh, you know, let's set the bar high on this one. Yeah, totally. I mean, words to live by, folks. And, you know, I, I try and guide my daily activities, again, all kidding aside, um, by the phrase, the world is yours if you seek it. And if you don't like your reality, change it. There you if go. you don't like your station in life, change it. There you go. It's about accountability. And, you know, you could do all this without being a ruthless shit to the people around you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, do whatever you can do to pay it forward and make the world just a little bit better of a place. Yep. And all our problems will be solved. So on that note, yeah. thank you so much for listening to us for this whole crazy-ass <laughs> year of 2021. Yep. And I, for one, Michael, am looking forward to seeing these folks on the flip side, which would now be 2022. Oh, oh I'm with you. I'm with Oof. you on that one, Johnny. So let's, until let's then. do that. Yeah. So until then, as always, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I am Michael Sean Lee. And we will see you folks on a very happy flip side.
And then with a roar, they were both on their way, each knowing they'd meet on some other day.